saddle up. That's right, get on your Shetland pony and take your chaps off. This is the Mad Mondays pod. Mad Monday. This is the Mad Monday podcast, and it is brought to you by Wendy's new Italiano range. Ciao, Bella. Get that balsamic vinegar in ya. Or well, it's more a drizzle rather than a vinegar, sorry. It's very delicious, though. Love me some Wendy's. I'm Di Hemel, by the way. As you can tell, I'm driving this show sort of on and off the road because Keezy in the bowl is um, off somewhere in Australia. I saw a picture of him at the Redfern Dolphins um, Club. And Ben Hurley is um, making himself a patchwork uh, Titans quilt out of um, Kevin Proctor's hair down in... Um, <laughs> Somewhere in the Bay of Plenty. So we are joined by the wonderful Paul Douglas, comedian extraordinaire, massive sports fan, Warriors fan as well. Welcome along, Paul. Thanks for having me, Di. This is um, this is a treat, man. I've I, I got to be sort of honest straight off the top that my NRL watching over the last couple of years has been just diabolically low. Uh, always got time for the Warriors. Um, so I actually found it a real treat this weekend to dive in and, and actually just commit pretty much my whole weekend, including Mother's Day, <laughs> to, to just watching NRL. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. So, you know what you committed? I'm doing I'm doing each game twice around. Oh, my God. I know, it's gone too deep. Well, I'm an ice hockey nerd, uh, and it's the playoffs right now. Um, so that takes up a lot of time. So by the time you get to the weekend and, you, and, and you've got the, the league uh, you know, staring at you, it, it can be a bit much. There's a, there's a lot of names I don't recognise. Um, there's a lot of names I do recognise. But it, it, it just feels good. It just feels good watching. Well, I'm, looking, uh, I'm looking forward to your perspective, but um, <laughs> you'll see what it's like being a person like me who cracks open a light bulb and just stuffs it with NRL <laughs> and <laughs> smokes it all weekend long. Plus, we've got the amazing Joe Harrison. How are you going, mate? Good, good. Oh, well, actually not that good after Sunday's game with the Warriors. Oh, but, yeah, um, oh dear. Mate, we, <sighs> let, Joel, let's rip straight into this one. It was the last game of the round, Warriors 10 Sharks 29. Hines puts in a kick. Ramian bats it back. It's still alive. Nakora. I'll wrap him up. Will they? No, they won't wrap him up. Hines back on the inside to Ramian. Everyone stopped except the Sharks. It's party time in the show. There we have it. So, in a nutshell, we're about 14 minutes into this game. Um... Uh, WWE style uh, coat hanger tackle by Will Will Kennedy, who started receding and balding when he was four years old, <laughs> on Reese Walsh. To Reese Walsh's credit, he bumped up quickly. He 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 didn't sort of do the lie down, the Matt Lodge special, not remotely. But after that, we played for sixty six minutes. Ten of them. We were against 11 players. We did not make one line break, and we did not score any points, and we got solely outplayed. Paul, what were your thoughts on this? Oh, like, when I first got uh, chirped by Ben to come on the show, it was going to be for the 70 tenner, and I thought to myself quietly, I'm glad I avoided that. And now here I am for what I would argue is actually more embarrassing. And I think, and probably the irony of it was that it was Mother's Day, and they showed about as much commitment as a bloody absent father. Yeah, uh, it was. It, it, I just, I had money on this, and I thought it was safe. I thought I had a safe bet, and uh, it was going to come in. I think they were paying five ten just to win when I put it down. Once we went down to, once they went down to eleven men, I was like, we're we're, we're going to put a couple couple through here, 
and we could be home and hose, but nah. <laughs> nah, it was actually diabolical. I mean, Joel, it was looking pretty exciting when we put on a couple of really nice tries by um, punching through the middle with offloads and so forth, and then, um, like that absentee father, we went out for a packet of darts and never came back. I think the changing point of the game was when Nathan Brown took off Lodge and AFB because they were looking so good. Lodge was... He, every single time old Dali Finukane, he got the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he just smashed him. There was like five times in the first half. Lodge was all over him. And then, I don't know, they just Bunty and uh, Aaron Penne didn't have the momentum moving forward. And it just, it was, it was a tough watch. I had, yeah. to, I had to front the 70-10 game. That was my first time on here uh, a few weeks ago with Keezy. And uh, I think this is agreed. This is a lot worse as well. Hey, that's why I've said it before. I'll say it again. That's why we're sponsored by G-Shock, baby, because it's a tough watch, the Warriors. And, <laughs> yeah. And look, look you, you make such a good point about AFB and um, Matt Lodge because they give us so much go forward. To have them off the park together for quite a while is a, is a strange call. I think we need to figure out how to sta- stagger them, whether you start with AFB and Bunty, and then rotate them out that way. We need them both on at the same time. They were shining lights. Um, Massively, yeah. Sean Johnson, Paulie, he went a bit missing. Did you notice at the beginning, he did a really awesome hit the line with a step, take yeah. a tackle, get a quick play of the ball. Then he is nowhere to be seen. Well, no, I thought we, I honestly thought at the start of the match, I was like, we're looking good, we look committed, but it faded. It just faded so quickly. And it was, um, I, I'm, uh, apologies, I'm not familiar. It was, uh, who do you, who do you replace, uh, who replaced Johnson at the Sharks? So, I mean, that's... Uh, Nico Hines. Uh, Nico yeah. Hines. So, like, just the decision, that's pretty embarrassing for Johnson to turn up like that against the team. He could have really made a statement there. And uh, he just kind of went missing after those um, couple of plays you're talking about. Yeah, because we needed someone to move the ball around. Like I, I personally believe that you shouldn't be coached how to beat a team that's missing a person. If you're a professional football player, that's just something you should intrinsically know how to do. And the fact that we didn't make a line break in that time, the, fa- the fact that Sean Johnson sort of kicked it dead, got a bit bundled out into touch, and... Joel, towards the end, there was a couple of embarrassing tries there, eh? It looked so weak. Like, our our centres and our wingers, I, I really think... I think DWZ looked all right. He's definitely the best out of the bunch we have at the moment. But it's just like every time they ran, it looked like our centres had nothing on defence. They looked so defeated. There was a try they scored. I think it was one of the last tries. And it was showing Pompey was in the ground. Vilea was in the ground. I think Johnson was in the ground as well. It just looked like yeah. a really defeated Warriors team. And oh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Peter Hickey, who's playing amazing at the moment for the Cowboys, would have been nice in there as well. But oh well. Yeah. What well, uh, I think what's we'll talk about the, them later. But what Todd Payton is doing at the Cows well. seems to be exactly what we need to do here. Yeah. Dallin Martini Zelezniak. And his soul glow lid that he is rocking. Oh, man, that gives me major uh, Mr. Perfect vibes from <laughs> um, early WWE, I'll uh, uh, beat black uh, here. But, um, oh, I mean, I pretty much was um, spent most of the second half just watching that yeah. uh, bop about the place. But good, good to see him come back. And, uh, I mean, he wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I think, did he had one try disallowed at least? Yeah, I mean, we where I feel we get caught up, and we talk about this a lot, is in the centres. We're playing two centres who are rugby union players who 
Like, I think Rocco Berry had something outrageous, like he had only played six games of league or something like that before he actually joined the Warriors. Mm. Um, I think we'll talk about this on team lists tomorrow, but I think I really want to see Aitken move into the centres. He's leaving the club, so... Yep. Who cares where he wants to play? <laughs> like, yeah, give him a run. He needs to play in the centres. We need to shore that up. We've got we've um, our signings from the Roosters are coming immediately. Ronald Volkman and um, Freddie Lussick. And Freddie Lussick. Hey, would it be too crazy to push Sean Johnson to six, bring Volkman in straight away to seven, and maybe put Dejan? Arcee into the senders or something because he plays his ass off. Yeah, well, he played uh, his debut against the Raiders was amazing. He he went missing a little bit, like he's still showing heart and stuff. But he did go missing a little bit, and I think um, Sean Johnson needed the support of someone like Chanel because he clearly isn't the player he used to be. As sad as yeah. it is to say, but I reckon get get the young kid in there, Volkman. What's the worst that can happen? See, I mean, yeah, it, it, like you say, what is the worst that could happen at this point? I think after the 70-10, which just showed a complete blowout that, you know, they looked demoralised at the end of that. But this one I felt like was a special type of uh, vacancy in their eyes because they were still in it. At any point they could have come back, scored a couple of quick tries, and they just didn't. And they just looked vacant that whole, especially the last 20 minutes. It was just like it, it, they gave up way more than the 70-10 loss. That's why I think it was, for, for me, uh more embarrassing. And I think it hurt also because the Sharks played exactly how you want your team to play. Mm. Like they just knuckled down, played awesome footy. They're going to be hurting in the two or three weeks to come because they're Will Kennedy's getting two weeks on the sideline. Then that massive hit by Ramian. That was that should have been a red card as that well. Was, that was that was worse. That was horrible. <laughs> that was worse. It was a massive shoulder charge to the face on <laughs> yeah. Aiken. Um, who we got an HIA for that. So he actually he's getting three weeks on the sideline. Mm. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have felt bad if they had um, they had sent him off. I I I'm a bit uh, at a miss as to what is actually wrong with the Warriors. Um, you can't blame it all on a player, but I I was sort of hoping Sean Johnson might have a bit more of what Benji Marshall was doing at the. At Souths in his final year, where he's sort of yeah. guiding them around the park a bit more, really being that older leader, because we've got so many young bucks in our side. But the question's got to be raised about Nathan Brown, whether he is the right coach. I mean, I've always lo- I hate bagging coaches because too many coaches get sacked for no reason. But the interchange stuff we were talking mm. about before, his reticence to play Aitken in the centres. Yeah, it's just I, I don't really know where we're going. I feel like you, it's, it would be almost an impossible job to coach the Warriors. However, I've never noticed in a coach before, like he's just so he's so frigid when it comes to doing interchanges as well. Mm. Um, he, he never brings on Ben Murdoch Masilla. He was only on for about 15 minutes at best. Um, yeah, he, he just, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's weird. It's weird. Did you get a bit of a vibe like he... Um he had pre-planned those interchanges, and yeah. he wasn't running on the fly because it was like, dude, you got to get, you got to get our four, our front row back on. I, there was a time in there, yeah. Even if they had, he had brought them in in like the fiftieth minute or something, and even just brought them on from fiftieth to the seventieth, we would have had a bit more momentum. 
it was a it was a very tough watch that second half especially and uh, on Mother's Day as well it was a it was a massacre. Oh yeah, and the, and you know there would have been a bunch of um, fathers and sons and stuff that had convinced their their, their mothers and partners oh. to sit down and they're just the Warriors for two hours in the other. It'd be a nice little way to so wrap up Mother's Day. This is what we're dealing with. I'll just um, I I I'd scroll through the Warriors uh, replies to the Warriors after games like this. Oh yeah, and credit to the Warriors for keeping their um, DMs open. Reply to the Warriors, just smashed my TV in front of 30 guests at my son's birthday party because of the Warriors. My wife just took our crying kids and said they're spending all week at her mum's house. This team has ruined my marriage. I can't handle this anymore. Goodbye, I'm no longer a fan. Reese, pro-Ukraine. Oh, at least he's pro-Ukraine, I, eh? I know, at least he's, at least he's tagging in that yeah. he's, he's a good dude behind it yeah. all. But <laughs> I've his, got more his issues run a lot deeper than this game, I feel. Way deeper. <laughs> I, I, I come clean, and you might, have to, look, you might have to edit this out. You might have to edit this out, but I've got to come clean, and I, and I quietly think I might have jinxed the Warriors um, going back after we beat the Cowboys for our, it was, it was the Cowboys, and we got three in a row. Yep, yeah. And uh, I was down in Hamilton having a bit of a boys' night. And we wound up at the strip club, right? And uh, nobody was watching the strippers. We were too busy chatting about the Warriors win and just having a good old time with it, right? One of the strippers comes around. She's done her dance. And they like to come around. If you've never been in a strip club, they come up to you with their undies and they pull it out and then you put a note in there and then they carry on. Yeah. We were pretty hammered by this point. She comes around, pulls it out. Me and my mate are already talking about the Warriors. I then just put the money in and then try to go back to my conversation. She then, she then leans in and says, thank you, right? But I thought that she overheard my conversation and actually said to me, up the wires. And I got so excited, I looked at her. could mean a different thing in a strip club. It could. And I got amped up and I looked at her and I said, the Warriors. And then she looked panicked. And then a guy across the room heard me. He started going, Warriors, Warriors. Next thing you know, we've got a 20-man chant going in the strip club in Hamilton. And the bartender's like, you need to chill this out, mate. This is getting out of hand. And I go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I sit back down. And then I look at him and I'm like, but the Warriors, mate. And he goes, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So the fizz levels were way too high. And I reckon, I, I just reckon I got the G up too hard. And then now it's it's just been all just horrifically downhill since then. I know. Also, what's ha- what, what is hard to like is we took that drubbing at Melbourne, which I was willing to write off because it was so crazy. Then we had wins, but... Ugly, ugly. Like, I've never watched games where I went, hey, we won, but that was one of the worst games of footy I've ever watched. So, who knows what's going to happen. We've got we've got some big games coming up. Mm. We'll preview it later, but we're playing South Sydney. That's going to be a bit of a, a tough one. At the moment, we're still 10th on the ladder, so we're yeah. in spitting distance um, of, the, of the other teams. Exactly. We're on eight points. There's um, sort of a log jam on 10 but anyway, I don't think we need to drub over that game anymore. Let's move on to the stonker of the round. Yeah. We're talking about Parramatta defeating what people said was the undefeatable team of Penrith, 22 points to 20. Here comes a Moses skyscraper. Maybe not, maybe... Uh, a small apartment block, perhaps. Oh, it's bounced away! Brown's picked it up! Dylan Brown will score! Oh, has he scored? Has he, I think he has. Wow. Oh, they didn't make it. Play. Dylan Brown moved back out of the centres to where he rightfully belongs in the halves. Boys, isn't he 
isn't he a player you'd love to have at the Warriors? That understated dude. He's not flashy, but he's a legend. Oh yeah, man! Like just an absolute workhorse, really. Everyone, um, everyone was pushing poor Jake Arthur's um, <laughs> last week go because Daddy put him in the team and and he and he had such a shocking game. He was out. Yeah, people can all forget about that. I personally thought Penrith were a shoe in for this. But Parramatta stepped up when it mattered, Joel. They are ridiculous. They play so well against the big teams. That's one thing the Warriors can't do. But they play so well. They had Storm's number, I think, two or three times last year as well. And um, yeah, they, they lose to the Tigers. They lost to another crap team a few weeks ago as well. And then they just beat the unbeatable team. I don't think Penrith had lost since 2019. That's before... Before COVID nineteen was even a thing, yeah, they, they, hadn't, they hadn't lost their home ground. And yeah, they, as you said, it's three in a row against Melbourne. Yeah, but they got demolished by the Cowboys. Yeah, and then Gutherson stepped up. Um, Moses played well. All of their players stepped up, and Penrith were throwing. They were throwing down at them. Yeah, and I thought uh, when I was looking at the stats afterwards and doing you know, a bit of more research after the game and I saw it was like um, 15 off- offloads to about five. Oh, no, nine. No, it was even worse than that. It was like 19 to five offloads um, in favour of the Eels. And I think that's probably where I thought that they were probably giving Penrith the most grief was just um, popping it out and, and, and then keeping the play alive. And I don't think, as far as I can tell, um, that Penrith had really been put under the pump like that. And then the defense from the Eagles near the end, man. Like, well, actually, from both sides, to be fair, it was easily the ma- uh, match of the week. Obviously, um, really, it was the only one that wasn't a, a blowout. To be yeah. fair, yeah. And I, I tell you, Dylan Edwards, the the Penrith um, fullback, for a dude who's not that big, he's a great fullback. He's just always in the mix. I'm really proud of that guy, Taylor May, as well, who mm. stepped up um, when Brian Toto was injured, mm. and. Um, they look. These are both two sides that have a lot of depth, um, and I, for me, player of the match was an ex warrior, Asaya Papaletti. Oh, he, he is, is a amazing. weapon, Joel. Yeah. I saw um, Denning Kemp, the bloke in the bar guy from Australia, talking about how he might be the signing, the best signing, one of the best signings in the last ten years. He's probably like in the best ten players this year as well, Asaya Papaletti. He's a great player, and also you see the big forwards like um, Madison. Getting yeah. that try, putting Dylan Edwards in ice skates. That was, um, <laughs> it was great. I, I think, as I don't know, I hope the Eels do well this year, but it's amazing. I do not think they're going to beat the Panthers. No, but as, no. You, as you say, what, what hurts them in top four chances is they have these bad matches against um, bottom teams, which then sort of drop them out of contention, whereas Penrith just sort of nail it, nail it, nail it. And there was one of the worst Missed knock-ons by Viliami Kikau, I think I've ever seen in footy. That was a shocker. He just spilled it. I mean, what? The the dude on the sideline has got to do something. But talking to Sai Papaletti, he's moving to the Tigers next year, along with Uppy Coruscant. So they, they, it's a change. It's one that could um, turn them round. So that was a stonker of the round. We're going to have a bit of a break, and we'll be back to cover the other games. Not guilty, Your Honour. Yeah, what are you getting the ref room number, mate? Welcome back to the Mad Monday podcast. Now, I'm sure you couldn't talk because you got your mouth full of Wendy's new Italiano range drizzle, that balsamic vinegar. Oh, it's not a vinegar, is it? It's just a drizzle. Vinaigrette? Vinaigrette? Who knows? It, whatever it is, it's delicious. What, what you're doing, Wendy's, is bloody awesome. Now, let's look at South's 12 and the Broncos 32. Going to go to the left. 
There's Walker. There's Taff. There's Broncos everywhere. Walker's knocked it on. Selwyn Cobbo with a chance to race away. Cobbo beats the defence. He strides out. Cobbo, he's going to go the full length. The young gun. Have a look at that. Well, it wasn't all Selwyn Cobbo. This game reeked of when you show up to the club by yourself and then you see your ex, and she's got the apple bottom <laughs> jeans and the boots with the fur, oh, and the yes. whole club is looking at her, and she is Adam Reynolds. Oh, bro. He's the difference, isn't he? 100%. This He's- actually g me up. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. This actually excited me. This is one of the things I love about sports. Like, I just love the fact that in sports, like nothing else on planet Earth, can you get left, you know, left out by one employer? go to another employer and then get to come back and kick that other employer's ass, man. Like, there's no one leaving an accounting firm, going back to their accounting firm and then just just whipping their ass with fresh calculator skills. <laughs> it was, it just was cool. I love watching it. I love watching a player uh, go back to an old club and, and just rinse them. Oh, and I, I must say, I, Joel, I expected the Broncos to lose, missing, what, Capewell and um, Haas. Haas. Yeah, well, I picked, I originally picked the, in this tipping comma do with my dad, and he he's like, Mish me, he said, have you looked at the Broncos team? They don't have Haas, they don't have Capewell. So I changed it to the Rabbitohs last minute, and then I saw the score, and I was like, wow. But the Broncos, they look, they are unreal. Adam Reynolds is amazing. Their outside backs are amazing. They could be a top eight side this year. I think the Warriors are very lucky to have beaten them. Yeah, yeah see, they're, they're, they're a great example if you parallel them with the Warriors where Adam Reynolds, they've got star outside backs who are very young. And Cobbo, um, Staggs. Cobbo, Staggs. They're superstars, but they're still, still fully learning first grade. But Adam Reynolds is getting them the ball where they need to get it, and they look to be flying and South, sure, Souths are a bit under strength there, but they are—they're a gun side. They yeah. got under Cody Walker's skin, which is what you got to do. I mean, Lachlan Ilias, the South's halfback, he's a lovely—he's a lovely young player, but he—he he needs a bit more work. They're massively missing Latrell Mitchell. Do you reckon, Paulie? Yeah, well, like I'm actually uh, haven't watched any Broncos or uh, uh, for a while, and last time I'd kind of gone in on the Broncos, uh, they were bottom feeders. Um, yeah. And then the Souths they to have not have uh, Latrell. Yeah, then I, you thought that would have been a little closer than this. Um, yeah, like you say, last time I was watching the Souths uh, a few weeks ago, they looked sweet, they looked wicked. And then, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This is crazy. I, I, I didn't really expect there to be this many uh, teams when I was doing a bit of reading before the round. Um, that I expected to win. Like you say, you threw some money down on the Rabbitohs. I probably would have done the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, R- Reynolds was just everywhere. Everywhere. He can kick, he can pass, and that game just left the suds flowing at Uncle Kevy's car wash. Let me tell you that. <laughs> and the Rabbitohs are now going to be fired up because similar to the Sharks, losing to the Broncos, now they've got the I Warriors. So the Warriors are going to be in for a bit of a... Could be a long magic round. And also the Rabbitohs are one of those sides that they will analyse where they went wrong. Mm. And Cody Walker very rarely has two bad games in a row. Yeah. yeah. Right. Canberra, the Raiders, who got picked apart and demolished seamlessly by the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> they finally got back up over the Dogs, 14 points to four. It's Frawley with the dummy. Oh, that's neat. That's lovely. And then, oh, he sells the candy and goes all the way. Matt Frawley gives 
closer to his old club. Oh, what? I mean, I, I like to see Canberra succeed, and Ricky Stewart must have been just punching holes in the dressing room over the last few weeks because they were having a shambles. It was a, it was a pretty average game, this one. I... I my tipping was all up the wazoo. I I tipped Souths to win. I tipped the Dogs to win. I thought after the Dogs had won the week before against the Roosters that they were going to step up. They were going to continue their form, but not on Old Boys Day, um, where you can see old men like Ruben Wiki put you to shame with their insane. Buffness. Oh man! Have you seen Ruben Wiki in real life? Uh, do you know I I went and saw Warriors Sharks and uh, Topol. Um however many years ago, this is going back quite a while, and Ruben was back there, you know, back behind them with the water bottles and stuff like that, and I wasn't even watching the game. No, I was watching his rig, a, you know. He's just an Adonis calf out oh, of Carver. Oh, yeah, man. And he's got, a ni- like, he's got a nice bucket ass. He's got a nice bucket, you know. Um, yeah, none, none of that Ross Taylor bucket, you know. <laughs> it's not for me. Um, I mean, to be honest, in terms of quality, it was um, – it was not that good, Joel. It was pretty much Ruben Wiki's bucket was the best thing to look at. Yeah, yeah and pretty much if you had gone before the round and said, what is going to be the biggest shitter, this is probably going to be it as well. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually saw one point uh, Tim Moko and Joseph Tarpany were getting getting barred up. There was almost a fight, which was one of the highlights of it, uh, in the game. So, yeah, interesting I, game. Th- one of the things is... I, I really enjoy watching Addo Carr play, mm. and it's just a little bit of a bummer for me that he's in the Bulldogs. Because yeah, he's got no support. He's got He never gets put in good space. He has to earn every metre, a little bit like what RTS had to yeah. do at the Warriors. He just seems like he has to earn every metre. I mean, he had some awesome runs. but um, We had two tries disallowed, and, and uh, it actually seemed like there was so many tries disallowed in this game. Um, and it, the, the game itself just couldn't get the momentum rolling. And so yeah. I was just bored shitless, if I'm honest. I feel bad for Adokar, then I realise he's probably earning almost a million, so I, 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 don't, yeah. really, I don't really feel bad for him at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, Croker's, uh, um, I was going to call him Coker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Um, old Cokey Smurf's back. Old back. Uh, he might have to do a little bit of coke, get that um, shoulder back into shape, but... Yeah. Um, Hopefully it's not too bad. I saw his uh, points. He's just smashing it, um, getting so many points. I think like eight games to get to 300 or something like that. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of an icon of the club, and um, he's, he's, it's good to have him back, I think, for, for them. Um, but there's nothing really more to say about that. In fact, that game should have been disallowed. Right. Here's, here was an interesting game. We're looking at a win for the Manly Sea Eagles over the Tigers, 36-22. to 22. Jerry Evans with the ball. Last tackle play. Tom Tavarovic in support. Has been smashed. Picked up there. Craig is with the ball. Now Ben Tavarovic. Ben Tavarovic. He's upstaging his brothers. Tom, zero. Jack, zero. Ben, two tries. Well, after this win for Manly, it was just a spank festival on the sideline between the Turbo brothers. Oh, yeah. I mean, how how lovely. I mean, how lovely for Australia just to have two or three brothers that are so white and so blonde succeeding. It oh, yeah. ticks all of Australia's boxes right yeah. there. They love I a mean, savage. Hey, yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, they look... You can, I'd love to hate them, but I can't. They look like such a wholesome family. Mm. Um, and the young one, Benny T, Ben Travojevic, he, yeah. uh, he scored and he upstaged his 
very good older brothers. Yeah, he big time. I, I, I thought that was wicked. There's nothing like a bit of the younger sibling uh, coming in. I think um, Tom didn't have a bad game, but it, ju- it was uh, just Ben was there. Ben got the Ben got the goodies. Yeah, what did you think, Joel? Tommy Turbo has been nursed back from injury, and he looks like he could start flying. Yeah, he's, well, his brother's a bloody good-looking guy as well. Of course, he is. He kind of—I think he's taken more of Tommy's genes rather than uh, Jake's genes in that yeah. sense. But <laughs> I think Manly just needed like the, the missing piece of the puzzle, Tommy T, coming back. And uh, as Manly always do, they start kind of shit, and then they pick it up, and then yeah, it looks like they could be flying home for the last fifteen or whatever games. But I think. That really lies, the whole fate really lies on whether Tommy T stays healthy because if he goes yeah. down, I don't know if they're going to be any chance of top six, maybe yeah. even top eight. But if he stays in there, I reckon they could definitely be pushing the top six this year. I'd agree with you on that. What do you think about the Tigers? They actually, they're playing better football than they, they were to start the season off. Yeah, because Big Ken, he went off injured, which wasn't good for them. But I think, I don't know, Jackson Hastings is looking like he... He knows how to run a pack of players around. The, and with, if you said Isaiah Papali and Coruscant going to them next year, could be the yeah. Tigers, yeah. Uh, yeah I'd, this I'd was, love the Jackson Hastings and the Warriors. Yeah, well, I, so this is the first time I'd actually watched um, a full game of Jackson Hastings, and uh, he was fun to watch. Mm. Um, I didn't even re- I didn't realise anything of him, uh, that he'd come over from England and stuff like that, and I, f- I thought he was a real treat. I actually thought Manley's D was a little bit ordinary. Uh, at times like I think had they sort of locked that up a little bit more it could have been way more of a blowout but like you said the Tigers hung in there and uh, when I was going through the team list I near on recognised no one and uh, from what I understand they were a little bit depleted this week so I was impressed I was was actually quite impressed that they managed to I mean 36-22 is not great but it's 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 a it's not overly um, you know and Jason Jason um, Jackson Hastings is just a massive competitor, right? Eh? Like he just is—he doesn't want to give up. Mm. And um, I think the Tigers are going to jag a few more wins this season. It's when I see them doing quite well, a dog starting to pick up. It stresses me out about the Warriors. <laughs> Let's move on from this. On to the Roosters finding their mojo after losing to the Dogs last week, but this week they smashed the Titans, forty-four points to sixteen. Breeze run followed up by Tedesco. He's got three. James Tedesco just had the bamboozle. Well, he could have had a third in the first half. He's got his hat trick now. Now, I feel for Ben Hurley, the only man ever to type Gold Coast Titans into Pornhub (laughs) because they just got hammered. They just got hammered. Um, they, They sort of... Ah, the Aussie Warriors, eh? They always have so much potential. You feel that they they just get on a roll, then they completely fall off the tracks. Yeah. Well, they looked average. And a man who sort of was out of form, but he looks unstoppable now, James Tedesco, Paulie. Oh, bro, Teddy Hattie. Uh, It was wicked, yeah. Um, um, I've seen a bit of Tedesco, and then watching that game, it was just enjoyable watching an old-fashioned ass-kicking. They let him run in there pretty much walk through on one of the tries um, and just like uh, down the right side. But yeah, he was pretty impressive. I thought the Titans were kind of in it mm. at the start, just like like they started pretty quick. They got that quick try, but then uh, Manly came back and, um, and uh, sorry, not Manly, the Roosters came back and um, immediately scored one right after. And then I think, oh, they hit that one off the post. They nearly regathered that. Let's say in another world they do and yeah. they score. Might have been a little bit yeah. different, but I think it was inevitable they were going to get their asses kicked. Yeah, Patrick Herbert doesn't seem to want to pass the ball very much. And um, Dave Fafita, Joe, 
Was he missed? I mean, people have accused him of going missing in games where he's playing. He wasn't playing this week. Would he have made a difference? I don't know. I feel like the Titans are the Aussie Warriors. They, I can't believe the Warriors lost to them as well because they, they just look bang average. But they were in it at the start. And then Teddy, Teddy started playing very well. It's going to be going to be a tough time against New South Wales selector, I think, because they have about five guys who could probably be better than any <laughs> Queensland So they, are, are, they could basically pick, I think, a full-back line of yeah. A-class full-backs because they could have Nico Hines, Pappenhausen, Gutherson, Tedesco. To, to Trevojevic. And Trevojevic. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. And Latrell Mitchell. And Latrell Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. That is just at, like oh that God. is a wealth of riches. But look at look at the Roosters for a second, right? They are a team who they're sitting sixth on the ladder, yet you would say they've had a bit of a shocker start to the season. They just know how to win, mm. coming into form at the right time. They're a class club. Yeah. <laughs> We've now got the Cowboys, uh, the team I love. I love the cows, and they thrashed the Knights 36-16. to 16. comes back to Townsend. We'll bomb away to Felton this time. Kiwara is out there. Felton off the oh, back. Nanai stepping. My goodness, watch him move. Before we get on to the cows, what do you think about the Knights? They're a bit of a one-man team with Ponga. Oh, I was just going to say, Ponga had a great, great well, epic first half, I thought. And um, I thought, you know, we've got a bit of a game on our hands here, and then... He was a bit quiet in the second half, but probably not really by his own fault. I just think it got to the point where no one was, no one was really around him. But uh, he looked great. He was he was all over the show in that first half. Yeah, he he ran the nights around, didn't he? But when there's just one person doing all the work, a team that's sort of seamless like the Cowboys are going to pick you apart, Joe. I think Todd Payton must be the best coach. He must. The Warriors really missed out on not re-signing him again, as they have with so many people, Ivan Cleary. But um, yeah, Ponga, he must have been listening to the Mad Monday last week because I remember, I think it was either you or Chris was saying, you can't sign someone for a million dollars, they just play shit for the rest of the season. I think he he must be a big fan, big fan of the the podcast. Hopefully um, he is. We've got nothing but love for Kalen and he's showing he he might be worth that price tag. Yeah, and as a Queensland fan, I really hope he is because he would, uh, I'd love to see New South Wales go down with that stacked lineup. But yeah. You've got to have the other gun fullback not playing for New South Wales. Talking about why you love uh, Toddy Payton, I listened to an interview with him last night. Um, So his vibe in the off-season was he said that there was nothing wrong with the Cowboys' system last year, but they were losing lots of games purely because they're missing tackles. He wanted the team to become used to being uncomfortable. So he'd make training at really weird hours of the morning, so they had to get up and get ready. At a moment's notice, he'd make them run up Castle Hill in um, Townsville there like three times in the searing heat. He'd just do random things to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And their mental toughness is awesome. It seems to be working. I really like a few players. Ruben Cotter, the forward. Yeah. He he runs so hard. He runs like he wants to get through the line every time. And obviously, Scotty Drinkwater is playing amazing at the moment. And uh, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, he's uh, he's great. Loving Nanai. Um, and Griffin Neem. Yeah, yeah, the Kiwi from the West Coast. Yeah, he's a great player. um, With those players, they've just... They've got a lot of talent. Like we were talking last week about how Hamaso um, feed. Uh, the hammer. His name. I will go the hammer. Tabu Fido. He um, he's been on the bench, but Drinkwater is just such a good ball player. Mm. He doesn't have the pace, but he's he's such. They're a nice team to watch, Paulie. 
look, I had a good time. I actually, I, I think I swooped in a little late on this one and um, didn't see the whole game, but it was a good time. Drinkwater is, uh, oh, fuck, I just love the name. Yeah. I just love the name. Scotty it reminds me to water. be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the H2O up. <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, Tomalolo, he is, he's starting to hit the straps again, isn't he? He's really starting to prove his worth, which is, uh, which is good to see. And also the Tongan fans probably loving that for the, for the Tonga Kiwis game coming up in, uh, in June, I believe it is. That's well. going to be a stonker, that <laughs> Tonga Kiwis game. <laughs> that is going to be huge. Um, one last thing, Scott Drinkwater, another New South Wales fullback. Oh, <laughs> This is ridiculous. We're going to have to play a whole forwards team. Yeah, just 13 fullbacks in the New South Wales team. That could probably be a. I've I've also got to put a safety warning out to um, the Avondale Massive. When this Tonga game happens, (laughs) the dude who lives on my street, you know know who you are. He drives a Previa, but he puts a Tongan flag across the windscreen and he cuts two eye holes out so that he can see. Safe. It's. Your peripheral vision's appalling. Yeah. It's appalling. Like I really love the support of your team, but it's, we're safety first, uh, safer communities together out there, right? Eh? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's full blown proof of I'll die for my team. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now the Tongan, Tongan New Zealand games. I'm a Kiwis fan, but I have nothing but mad respect for those Tongan fans. They know how to support. A team. You see Mount Smart, just a sea of red, yeah. singing. It is everything that's good about footy, so bring that on. And now we come to the surprise of the round. <laughs> no one saw this coming. This one threw everyone's tips up in the air. Melbourne beat the Dragon. Hughes to hang one up. Coates, a willing chaser. He gets there as well, Xavier, and knocked it back, did he? Still alive, says the ref. Wishart kept his arms above ground level. Monster. What about that? For Jerome Hughes. 42 points to six. The storm started slowly, and um, they were sort of thrashing them without actually ever putting points on the board. But then they just took off. Pappenhausen. Shit, I love how he plays. Yeah, it's... I just love watching him play. Yeah, that mullet and everything, it's just... Yeah, he he was a real treat, and it sucked to see him go off, and I thought um, Munster came on and actually did a pretty good job of, of, of plugging his hole, but that really, to me, shows how good the Storm are. Yeah, but dude... The depth is insane. He got injured, and he still committed 100% to score that try. Yeah. He had done his knee and his ankle, then he did his hammy, the dude plays, he plays not recklessly, but he, Joel, he hits the line. You're envious as a as someone else who's a fan I of am. a different team. Envious of how he hits the line. Seriously envious. But they just play such a such a fun game of football. Like I, I'm not a, I don't like Storm at all. But this year, I've actually really enjoyed watching them. The, the way that Harry Grant and uh, Munster throw the ball around Jerome Hughes, it's like a touch team. Mm. But they're, they're, like, they're not even big at all. They just carve up these big guys like it's nothing. Now Nelson Asafa Solomona is playing great <laughs> footy as well. It is uh, it's a scary sight, but I noticed that Pappenhausen's out for a couple of weeks, and um, they're playing the Panthers this round, so it's going to be interesting that one. It yeah. is, but you know, if there's ever a team that's going to miss a gun player and just step right back up, it's the Storm. Jerome Hughes with the headgear. Yeah, hey, he's a good bloody guy to watch. Oh yeah, man. I I I just think the storm, like you say, are just so entertaining to watch right now. Like uh, when I was watching 
a lot more league during the big three days. Um, they were a little bit more th- methodical and, mm. and would slowly kind of like grind a team down and then like get the score. This is just straight up razzle-dazzle. They look like they're going to score on nearly every play. It's that insane when, as far as to my sort of semi-untrained eye. Uh, yeah, and like you say, Pat Hausen, man, I could watch him all day. I really could. Yeah. He's, I, he's got that... Um, He's got that smaller guy. You can tell his whole bloody time coming up in his career. He's been surrounded by absolute monsters, and and he uh, he's used to it. He's used to putting his body on the and line. And he knows how to go into contact without getting hurt, like yeah. just get that little step to the side. I've always hated the Storm, but mm. much like you, Joel, this year, man, they just play such an awesome style of footy. And they, they're not. it's not just about the big stars. Look at Nick Meany. Oh. He's... He is playing the best football he's played in his whole career at the Storm. They can take a <laughs> middle middle of the road footy player and just elevate them, eh? Yeah. I saw a stat. It's the most points ever scored in the first nine rounds of uh, NRL of all time from the Storm this year. So I think it's 330 or something. <laughs> so well, that's the one good thing the Warriors did, eh, is yeah. contribute to that. Oh, just, exactly, off, yeah. just off the top of my head now, they've done... Like uh, uh, over 150 points in three games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, they're getting worse. What was it? 70 points, 52, 46. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard it here first. The Stormer on the decline. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. We've wrapped up the games for the week, but right now, always oh, warmed up, mate. It's Di Henwood's off the back fence. Oh, a long kickoff. The offload to Henwood, and he's off the back fence. Boom time! Yeah, you think you're pretty cool, do you? Up there in the bloody bunkers box with your bloody watching the game on your TV, eh? Like a little pervert who's put a camera in someone's room and they're just watching them go hammer and tong all night long and then you're just judging every little mistake they make, every little thrust that goes the wrong way, every little stroke that's on the wrong part of the body, or you just want to comment on it, do you? Well, I think the bunker needs to take a break, to be honest. I think the bunker is ruining footy. We don't need a slow-mo of every single try. Let things flow. I'd be quite happy for the bunker to just, you know, do what everyone else does. Just put a blindfold on and eat some baked beans and let people go about their private lives. Like, the bunker needs to step off for a second. The game, the game is beautiful. I'd rather see a few bad reffing calls than the bunker come in and go, oh, that's a slight knock-on, that might have touched his fingernail. It just ruins it. This, yet yeah, yeah, score a try. They're about to kick the goal in us, actually. Hold on. We're go- we're- we've got to go back. His shorts didn't have enough nappy sand in them d- overnight, so we need to turn that over, actually. And then they're missing howlers, like kick-outs knock on. The paratrainer running in front of Nathan Cleary while he's trying to kick it over the sticks with his bloody tallywhacker. It's just absolute outrageous behaviour. I think the bunker... The bunker needs to send itself to the sideline for a few weeks, and then we can just watch some flowing footy. Agreed. That was riveting, man. That actually blew my fucking socks off. Yeah, it's Excuse just, um, you know, I get a bit wound up sometime, and I have a few um, few opinions on things. The great thing about the bunker is that one of the tries and the Warriors in the weekend, I'm pretty sure they missed an offside as well, even though they did go back and watch it when I um, think he kicked it through to Vilea. I was like, pretty sure he was about a metre offside there. So um, He yeah. was definitely offside. So <laughs> yeah. actually, I retract that. Bunker's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we've got an exciting game coming up at a cracker time slot. One of my favourite time slots, the 5pm Saturday. It, it's, you know, you've done your business for the day. 
you can watch a game of footy before you get into the evening. Uh, we're playing the Bunnies. It's at 5pm and it is at Suncorp Stadium as part of Magic Round, which is always round 10, which um, how magic is it? It just means every game's played in Brisbane. Magic stuff. Magic. But what do you reckon? Are we going to do it, Joe? I reckon another drop goal from Sean Jay, and uh, we're going to win by one. That's my prediction for the week. Oh. You know, I like how you're thinking that Sean Johnson, he's not flying, but he's still pulling out these game winners. We're going to have a really weird game and win it by one point. I like Joel's, um, I like Joel's thing. I'm going to err on his side of caution. Warriors 13+. plus. And a, just a barnstormer. Oh. Where we're finally going to lock Aitken into the centres. He's going to score two tries. Our, my, here's my bold prediction. Ronald Volkman, he's going to score a try on debut. First of all, we'll see if he's selected in the team <laughs> list tonight. Paulie, are we going to win this game? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go uh, and say that it's either going to be 13 plus in either direction. And I think it's going to be a battle of the mentality. Who can come off the back of disappointing loss the best and turn up the most? Are the war- you know that Warriors one's going to be hard to crawl back from. I think the Rabbitohs one is a little less uh, hard to, uh, to, to to do the turnaround on. So uh, I'm just going to be the evil guy and say the Rabbitohs are yeah. going to. I think we're going to go deeper into this hole, and then uh, Brown's going to get bounced. Yeah. There we go. That's a, that's a bold prediction as well. It is. I know it's going to get me some haters, but uh, bring it And on. whatever you're planning for Saturday night, only make it last for two hours between <laughs> 7.30 and 9.30 because at 9.45, the stonker of the round, Melbourne Storm v Penrith. I'm amped for that, Joel. That is going to be so good. I wish Pappenhausen was playing as well, just so it was like an absolute clash of the titans. But who do you think is going to win that? I, I, personally... Ivan Cleary's going to be yep. have ridden Penrith. I think Penrith going to win all week. I think, yeah. yeah, I've got a feeling Penrith are going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ivan just needs to get that uh, knee infection under under wraps before then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think the Storm are on that much of a run; they're due a loss. And I like storyline predictions, and I think that'd be the storyline. Absolutely. Either way, it's going to be a cracker round of footy. Plenty of matchups. It's magic round. Anyway, this has been the Mad Mon Monday podcast released every Tuesday. Big thanks to Wendy's. Get involved with their Italiano range. Ciao, Bella. An Australia without rugby league is not Australia. Australia.